0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, which is still brought to you in association with Workforce Dimensions Limited. Although the social media silence from Sam Hill has, has got me a bit worried, so just let us know you're okay, pal. Um I'm John Phipps, and after last week's absolute mess of a show, I've tried my hardest to prepare better, and the crap top has been pushed aside until the editing stage. So fingers crossed this might not be as bad as last week's show. And to further lighten the mood, it says on my script I've got a new co-host. Excellent. Oh, his name is listed as Mr Seaside Derby. It's bloody Matt Gerard then. Afternoon.
1: Great work, John, as always. John, I'm always praising of your work, so it's good to see that you put some more effort in. You know the effort I put in every week with the notes and everything like that, so keep up the excellent work, John. I might not say it too often, but keep up that excellent work. Yeah, Mr Seaside Derby here.
0: Yeah, um, are you still excited?
1: Yeah, well, when they lost 7-1 at home, Super Soul Campbell coming into the club, which... Live television, people would like because he has won the FA Cup on a couple of occasions. So, uh, yeah, but well, the next three games are quite tough. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I expect. I think, I don't think it'll be a massive crowd, but Dover um, live on Sally's
0: always good. Was it? Well, yeah, more, cup shot could be on the cards. We'll talk about more of that, about that later. But was it one of those moments where you walked in and, um, you know, when you got in Monday night after the show and you walked in and, and your girls were asleep and you sort of crept into their room and went. South End at home, girls, is South End at home? My wife was asleep. Not normally happens when I come out on a Monday
2: late, so um, I probably mentioned it to her. It wouldn't matter
1: if it was Real Madrid at home, she would know it either way. And I think I did mention to Megan, not next morning, but she didn't really understand because I say we've got South End, but the two leagues above, but they're not in our league, Dad, but i will explain it. So, Yeah, I'm quite happy. As I did text you, John, and I text other people, I wanted South End. I'm going to call him South in this, so and I, I, well, my dreams came true.
0: So maybe I should do the lottery tonight. Well, one of my dreams come true. Well, exactly. Um, my, my biggest uh, kerfuffle this week, and again, I'm, I know we don't like to talk too much about football at the start of the show, but this is also Dover related because, um, where we um do our show on a Monday night, uh, and I also work on Mondays and occasionally other days of the week at the BBC. Um, we have to change our passwords every three months. It's not a, an unusual practice. It happens everywhere. Uh, you know, you can't use one you've used before kind of exhausted all my uh all my usual possibilities so i decided uh on monday that i would i don't know matt does similar to this but i decided i'd make my password an homage to matt's all-time favorite center forward in the effion uh, i'm not going to reveal exactly what the password is it's a mixture of letters capital uh, capital letters and numbers and stuff um but i ch- so i changed my password uh went onto the computer nothing worked i'm not kidding you Changing my password to something related to him completely knackered my whole system. I had to phone up I, after an hour. I finally managed to get back on and start using my emails and the rest of my work. I couldn't do anything while he was my password. Ah, uh,
1: interesting. Well, you look at his goal-scoring record. I don't think he scored an open play in about three months. So uh, maybe <laughs> that's not something to do with it. So um, from that probably, but this man, he, he, we have. We'll have to get him on the pod before the South End game, I think, as a, an interviewee, I think, so, um, uh, yeah, so, what a man he is. Yesterday, it's half term, I've got a couple of days off this week, mm-hmm. and I went yesterday to, um, the, through in Port Dover, because uh, my parents there, so the we'll so can see them, and we went to the leisure centre there, and they had the inflatables, yep. when you jump over things, brilliant like, oh, i was absolutely knackered by the end of it and i was crapping it because there's, there's one in the middle you have to try and get through and, and i couldn't do it the kids did it but i kept falling off at the end but if you've got kids inflatables a day legendary, they spent 20 about 20 million on it and it's really really nice but the inflatables is excellent cracking afternoon i i went for a workout there and I think both all the kids were sleeping in the car when I got home about five o'clock, I fell asleep as well. So if you want to get some uh, energy taken out you, do that from that point of view. So that's, that's what I've done. On a TV front, my wife said, we need to find something to watch because at the moment we're not finding anything. And she said she'd go in the other room and watch her stuff. And I don't really want that. So I do need some TV recommendations again because at the moment it's terrible.
0: I haven't started I'm watching it yet. I don't want a, to watch the Champions League. There's a thing on at the moment <laughs> called Dublin Murders. That looks quite good, but I haven't started watching it yet um and yeah i mean we're just catching is up on, bead, is it? yeah bbc one so that might be might be good um yeah uh, also big news here today at the uh, at eastbourne's uh premier uh, bed and breakfast that's owned also owned by someone who does a, a podcast about not only football and um, as we were just clearing up after breakfast this morning and someone came to the door and we both looked a bit concerned and our concern grew even more when, after uh, just over eleven months, he said, "I'm here to do your food in your food safety inspection." Because we've had what you know, them little oh, green no. stickers. We've had one oh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. awaiting inspection for nearly a year, and it was like, "Oh God, here we go." So he comes up. He was a nice fella, and uh, he went round and went round. Did he have a little glove on that he was licking? And no, he was. Dust no, he was fine. And eventually, after about three quarters of an hour to an hour, he went. Very deadpan, he said. Oh, he said, I've got a bit of a problem. I went, oh, what's that? He went. I don't think I've got any five stickers on me. Will you have a four and a one? Will that be okay? So I'm delighted to say that uh, we have got a five on our food hygiene uh, rating, and we are now proudly displaying that to the good people of Eastbourne. He
1: sounds like a barrel
0: of laughs,
1: doesn't
0: he, that bloke? How many times you used that gag? Oh, oh, loads. Um, he also, Very, to- right. but it was, it was handy because he also told us one place uh, that we should definitely not be going to eat. Cause he said, "Yeah, they don't display their uh, rating at the front because they don't actually have one." Uh, so we are, uh, you know, it was nice to get a little bit of goss. So, uh, and it's, I wouldn't. He... Would you be
1: tweeting out from your from your account from your guest house account, which I don't follow? I don't know if you've got one saying that you passed your test. Would you probably be not. advertising this?
0: No, probably not. Yeah. But uh, the the company that he told us not to eat at is a is a chain and um, we we were mentioning a, another branch of that that's been shut down uh, back in, in in Kent so uh, I'd suggest that that company are probably worth giving a swerve and Matt I'll tell you who it is later on. Uh, anyway. you've, only, I've got that, you've
1: got to have like different chopping
0: boards and all sorts of, oh, of things haven't you? Yes it, yeah, I mean there's loads you've got to do different, it's, it was all about checking the temperatures of our fridges and um, he even said one of our biggest problems is that we've got something that's classed as pests living in this house and uh, young Ray and Lenny were most upset at being called pests cause I'm, <laughs> and I'm not having that <laughs> he's, either. He seems
1: like a barrel burrow last like Did you mention, do you listen to football? Do you, do you reckon he was a football fan?
0: I don't know, but he might well have been, um, you know, but I'd imagine he must be one of those people, you remember that episode of Friends, um, where she went out with the food inspector, and he went around and just shut down all the restaurants that she liked, I'd imagine like, he, he would go to like a football match, and he'd be like, go up to the burger vans going, two stars, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 all that, that tomato sauce has been leaking, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably though, yeah, in a job like that, you're probably,
1: everywhere you go, you think, hmm, not you? so... Yeah, I don't know
0: how you get into a job like that. So is he work for the council? is it yeah. standards? Is yeah, it? no, it works for the council, so uh, it was very handy. Um, but the the upshot of it is, is we passed. We got a five. A uh, couple of things we've got to look at, but absolute minor things. So uh, the the good news is, is that if you come to eat with us, uh, we can guarantee that your food is safe. How long did you get that for? I think it's a, a year. year so, um, but we can uh, we can sort of. Gone from there, Um but yeah. Oh, very, very we're talking clear.
1: about Eastbourne, of course they've got major problems. Uh, is, is a local guest house looking to come the
0: chairman of the club? <laughs> no, he's not. Um But yeah, sad times. And actually, I'm going to be there a week on Saturday as they play Dartford. So I'll try and get a bit of the inside scoop when I'm down there. Then shall I? I think that I think you should do that. I've taken they cashed your check for the uh, players. Oh, they cashed that very quickly, very very quickly indeed. Yeah. Anyway, it's our ninety sixth episode this weekend. There may be a, a billion other things culturally, like a twenty eighteen Indian Tamil language romance drama film, uh, for example, and is of course the number of football fans who tragically lost their lives in the Hillsborough disaster. But if you say 96 to football fans in their late 30s and mid-40s and we're all going to be banging on about one thing, it's calm in home, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I remember
1: that tournament. So uh, I just finished university that year. So like be, I finished my exams, my well, final exams on the Friday. Oh. So I had a week before my dad picked me back up. So I remember going to watch the Switzerland game in the student union. And basically the rest of that week was a bit of a a sort of haze of booze <laughs> and football basically so um yeah but i remember i watched the england game at home in scotland and then i started work the next day but yeah it was good but i remember what yep yeah, sad times but sad times got great times i suppose isn't it that's um you know brit pop and all that what a year 96 was hey yeah? mad for
0: it i was well indeed um i was 14 yeah i'd have been 14 and uh, i remember the tournament really well i remember like obviously the germany game i remember oh well, i remember all of england's games i watched a whole lot of them um, but one thing that does really stick in my mind is my mum and dad were at the pub at the time in whitstable and uh, i went downstairs just before the scotland game started to say something to my dad and one of my school teachers was in the pub i've never felt so uncomfortable in my entire life <sniffs> Was he, was he a football fan? Did he say, hello, hello sir, 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 sir. do you want to take a Christmas, sir? Well, so, he was, yeah, he, he was a bit of a, he was one of those teachers who was a bit of a rottweiler, so I was a bit kind of scared, he was a bit like, oh, that's all good, so I just kind of went, yeah, hi, hi, and went back upstairs, so, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty much that, so...
1: It was a lovely day that as well wasn't it, it was a beautiful hot day so yeah 96 That's quite 23 24 years ago that's mental on it absolutely
0: mental was that thing going around in it? it says like <laughs> next year 1990 is going to be 30 years ago or, like if someone says to me 30 years ago i still think 1970 and, and i'm definitely in that camp so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 30, yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, I'm getting too old, mate. So, as, as my body feels after jumping on inflatable
0: yesterday. <laughs> anyway, let's move on with the proper football chat now, then, and we will start with our interview for this week, which comes after an FA Cup replay on Tuesday night. Ebbsford United almost beat Woking at the first time of asking on Saturday, only conceding a late penalty, but then went to Kingfield on Tuesday night, and an Alex Reid goal took them through to retire against Notts County. And after that win, I spoke to interim manager Kevin Watson for his reflections on his first win in charge. Yeah,
2: delighted, delighted. Um, we've shown it, last night now that we can we can play and do the do the ugly side of the game, if you like, and we have done it very well. Uh, I was, as I say, absolutely delighted with the boys. Um,
0: their work rate and work ethic and desire to keep a clean sheet was was fantastic the whole evening, and I couldn't be more pleased. It was a, a terrific effort. And 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 what does it mean to, to you to get that first win? It's something to really build on, isn't it? It is something to build on, yeah. I mean we came
2: very close on Saturday. Uh but if truth be told that goal from Woking on Saturday had been coming in. we've got deeper and deeper. Um just trying to hang on to a result when I've tried to tell a lads, you know, be brave, it will happen. But if human try played in games like that, you just want to get over the line and get that win. Um, and we gave obviously gave away the penalty right at the end, so it wasn't to be but Keep a clean sheet, go to Woking and
0: win is, you know, is admirable, and, and I'm, I'm absolutely proud of what they what they did last night. Obviously, now you move on, and they've got league games before that, but Knox County in in the first round, and you know, team in, at your league, at uh, your level, I suppose, it's it's an opportunity to progress and go even further in the cup.
2: It is an opportunity, yeah, and and as Knox County will be feeling, I'm sure, you, you know, you want something a little bit different in the in the cup, and not someone preferably from your league, so. But it is what it is it's a chance for both teams they're obviously a very big club very well supported at this level so I would imagine they'll bring quite a few down um yeah, the Epsuite fans have been great towards me since I've, I've been in caretaker charge absolutely fantastic nothing but positivity I think that's beginning well it is beginning to rub off on the players you can see they're, they're all playing and they're all playing with a smile on their face and working hard so yeah it's an opportunity um as Knox County will feel it's an opportunity, but we have got league games before then, and points are paramount at the moment in, in our league
0: plan. Yeah, obviously Sutton away on on Saturday, and, and then a, a mammoth trip on Tuesday night up to Chorley, and that is a, a big game with the bottom two meeting.
2: Yeah, the gods haven't helped us, do uh, You know, a, a, a long away trip to, to Manchester, or thereabouts on, on Tuesday. But as I say, we've got a game to prepare for on Saturday first, which takes on the most importance, which is, away. I just hope that last night's performance has, has given the club a real lift, given heart to everyone involved. Um, all the players, they're all on board. You know, we've got injured boys sitting on the bench of us last night. The whole squad was there. Um, you know, one of the lads, Cody, has actually helped bring the Kearneys in, in a van he has. So everyone's buying into what we're trying to do, loving the way we're trying to play. I think it's the right way to try and play the game. And a, a way that suits this group of players. And I just hope it continues.
0: So do you genuinely believe that you can play your way out of trouble at the bottom of the National League then, even though it's such a tough division? Such it
2: is, it's such a tough division, yeah. But, I mean, why, why do you have to play direct and long ball to get yourself out of trouble? It's not the group of players we have. If it was the group of players I'd inherited and, and what we had then, you know, maybe it'd be different. But I look at what we have um, and we have footballers there. So why try, why, try, why try and play a different way? I, you know that, That's the way this group wants to play and need to play, in my opinion. Um, there's no reason why you cannot play your way out of trouble. No,
0: absolutely not, in my eyes. I suppose it's been quite a whirlwind for you, is not it? You, you came in at Ebb's Fleet as, as assistant manager, and then within a, a week or so, you, you were placed in, in caretaker charge. How's that been for you?
2: Um, it's been, as you say, it's been a whirlwind. Um Gary, obviously, was kind enough to bring me in. Um, you know, and within a week, he, he unfortunately lost his job, which, you know, I'm very grateful that he, he's given me the opportunity. He obviously done his homework, spoke to people i would worked with. Um, but then sadly, you know, we know how football is. It's a re- results-based business. Um, and, and Gary's departed the club. So I had a chat with the owner. I said I'd be prepared to take it on. Um, I've, I've had four or five assistant manager's roles. I've obviously managed a couple of leagues below with Bishop Stalkford as well. You know, I'm not new. I'm not a novice. I'm not new to the game. Um, I've worked under good people, Ronnie Moore, Teddy Sheridan, um, and, you know, been managed and coached by good managers and coaches, Terry Venable, Steve Koppel, Alan Pardew. It's not like I'm a novice. You know, I've been in and around the game a long, long while, and I basically told the owner, look, give me a chance. I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know what I'd like to do with this group, um, and although we lost the first game and, and conceded in the last minute Saturday, there's been a lot of positives, more positives than negatives in my eyes, and, and people have seen that, and as I say, the, the club and the, the supporters and the players have been
0: incredibly supportive, and, and I just hope that continues. And you obviously just finally believe that, that there is enough quality in this squad to, to, to get up the league table? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes, I do. Um, we have good
2: players. We've um, a couple to return. Uh, uh, Johnny Goddard, you know, he's he's getting an operation sorted on his ankle. Cody McDonald it will be another seven odd weeks, eight weeks, but he's he's going to be a big asset to this squad. You've got Albie Morgan, who was cup tied last night. Josh Payne missed out. Um, Laurie Laurie Wilson missed out with injury. Um, there are good players at this club. There are a good they just need a little bit of belief, a little bit of confidence. Hopefully last night would have given them that and and we can start climbing up
0: that table. Matt, I've been so impressed with what Kevin Watson's doing there. And and I know you're going to hate me when I say this, but I'm delighted to hear someone who is in charge of a team bottom of the league saying he wants to play his way out of trouble.
1: Yeah, I I admire him him doing that. And arguably, Dover this time last year were bottom of the table, they brought a few new players in and they started playing football and managed to get out of it. So maybe the option could do it. But I, I, I agree with you, an excellent interview there with Kevin Watson. I think um, he talks the talk and I think he's one of these players, you know, had a decent lower league career, He probably played 300 plus games, a goal scoring midfielder. And I think he, he seems like he's got the respect of the players. And I, I'm really pleased they got a result against Woking. You know my allegiance with Woking as well, not particularly uh, high. So I'm always delighted to see when they lose. But, I think, um, yeah, he's doing a good job and results like that. And you mentioned in that interview there, the next two are probably going to see where he's going to go. Sutton are on a bit of a slide, a result there, and Chorley as well. Chorley don't concede any goals, but don't score any. If he can get maybe four points out of that too, he's in the driving spot, or driving seat even, to try and get that job. But he comes across really, really well, I think, in any of his interviews. I know he's done a lot of work for Sky, hasn't he? So he's quite trained within the system. Within that, so um, yeah, I'm absolutely delighted for them, and it's a good bit of cheer for the absolute fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he is, you know, uh, that's the second time I spoke to th- him this week, actually. Uh, and um, you know, I've been I'm really impressed with the way he comes across, and you know, he's a he's, uh, yeah, I was I was really pleased for him more than anything that they won last night. And, you know, I think that with what he's saying there about the the togetherness that they've got with all the injured players going along to the game as well, you know, and, and his firm belief. And I think we both feel the same as well, really, Matt, that, you know, the, the squad they've got is better than where they are in the league.
1: Yeah, they've got some decent players. Um, uh, I think if he can work, he have got the experience. And Alex Reid was good well, against Dover and they've got him on loan and he, and he scores goals. So... And a side at the bottom of the table, if they score, if they've got a goal scorer that's going to help their battle. What I would say, getting out of the national league, I don't think you can get to the high end by playing football. Maybe getting out of it and staying in the, in the lower end is possible, uh, arguably. I don't think um, you can play that nice football, with the brand that he's doing. And again, uh, I'm not, you know, I do like uh, seeing some nice football play, but in this particular division. I think you do need a little bit of physicality and he's got that as well and, bit, and he'll mix it up but that could be a, a stepping stone for the season goes ahead with the experienced players they've got. Yeah, I, I think um, so far so good and I'm sure the Epstein fans are, are pleased about that. I feel for Gary Hill a little bit but um, you just got to go from there and see what you can do and see what, what's dealt with it but a decent decent result for him.
0: I think obviously we'll talk about it more in a, in a couple of weeks' time but Knox County as Kevin said there is a a tie that they'll be confident, they'll think they've got a chance and, and Notts County will definitely think they've got a chance. So it would actually be quite a good game, will not it?
1: It's one of these ones that would, if Notts County should be a league club, but they're not, you'd thinking, wow, what a tie that is against a big old club coming down here. Again, okay, you don't want anybody from your own division, but it'll, they've got nothing to fear. There's not, every, all the pressure's on Notts County to probably get to to the second, the third round. So, yep, Epstein will go there. and, and I'm interested to see who they've brought in as well as assistant manager. I so see he's brought in Tristan Lewis, who, out of all the Maystone debacle last year with Harry Ruler, seemed to come out of it pretty well. And also the, the um, physio guy, uh, the, the sports scientist came in as well. So he's working people who know this level, which I think is good from that point of view. So yeah, so far so good. Again, if he loses his next two league games, people are saying he can't have the job. So there's still pressure on him there, but some big big league games coming up for him.
0: Exactly. Uh, Elsewhere in the FA Cup on Saturday, uh, there was success for Maidstone United as they beat Kings Langley 4-1. Just set up a a tie with Torquay United, another home tie for the Stones. Matt, you were there on Saturday. Um, So your thoughts on the Stones and if you could be a love and try not to swear, that'd be lovely.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, I would say uh, Maidstone were fortunate in the first half. I thought Kings Langley, Harry Crawford, uh, you know, the former Dartford man, Doverman was up front. And he caused some few problems. They looked pretty solid May- Maystone's final ball was poor he didn't look to have too much an attack you had Matt McClure coming very very deep getting the ball so and they did score a goal which apparently was onside Kings Langley and I thought Kings Langley were the better side but speaking to um, Charlotte I said at half time he just fancied they didn't score when they were on top that Maystone would go on a win and they did do um, Ryan Johnson was very excitable after the final whistle when he um, when they got through because he was desperate for a, a decent tie scored a header. And Sadio Karno I thought was Maystone's best player on the day good running in midfield and then after that it was only one winner the only disappointing they had the sending off of Ross Marshall with a, coming together with Harry Crawford um, when basically uh, one of those knowing players run away or run towards goal it was a bit of a trip they had Argy Bargy Marshall pushed in then Crawford gave him the left hook but from a referee's point of view he probably made the right decision to send players both off and from that point of view Maidstone always going in 4-1 winners I'm quite glad that Kings Langley got a consolation because they deserve that. But my only concern for Maystone will be next round. Defensively, they looked a little bit suspect to me. Torquay a a decent size, um, particularly in the firepower they got in the final third. That's a tough one, I think. Torquay there, but delight for Oliver Ash because he spoke to him before. I know he's a fan of the show and he's such a nice man and we were discussing what what we can do better in the FA Cup. And he said he was one of the most nervous he'd been before a game because FA Cup It means a lot to these clubs but it also means a lot to the chairman because it's it's plenty of money in the back pocket and you know going into the second qualifying round they've made winning the second third fourth and being at home they they probably made a decent bit of money in the FA Cup which is at the end of the day you're not going to win the competition that's what you want to do.
0: And six years in a row in the, in the first round for a National League team and National League South team is absolutely phenomenal isn't it? Uh,
1: that is that is a, a great stat I think um it really is. When you, you know, the other years they've had to qualify from starting maybe in the first round, but three games here—that's that, that, that should, that should, kind of stat of getting there as well. You cannot underestimate how good that is because you know you look at it. Certain times in the fourth round, you may get a side if the winner in the national league side in your league, which is a tough game. But and they've been lucky with the draw. 7 home draws on the spin. So um, I think the FA Cup's a kind competition to, to Maidstone. Hopefully, it can be against Torquay, but that's. It's probably a tie they probably didn't want, really, at side in the National League, who are half-decent. But it should be a decent crowd there, because I'm sure Torquay will bring a few down.
0: Yeah, Bromley also made it through, beating Aldershot by four goals for three, with Joe Kizzy and a brace for Michael Cheek, either side of Jack Holland's goal, taking Neil Smith's side through. And they have a tie over at Bristol Rovers. And, and we spoke to Neil on the radio show on Monday night. I think he was... Uh, I think he was quite excited by that one, actually. Cause it, it, it's a nice tie, that, and, and they can go there with absolutely no pressure. And Bristol Rovers can look down and see that, oh, they're a bit high in the league, aren't they? And, and you know, there could be a little bit of pressure on the home side there. Yeah, Bristol Rovers lost to Bolton last night. I think Bolton had not won
1: since year dot, since all the problems they've got. So um, there will be pressure on Bristol Rovers, I think. Um, I know their home record against non-league sides over the last year. They lost to Barrow, and I think they lost to...
0: Barry Hale's side it was Barry Hale's playing? Yeah, a couple Chesson.
1: of years ago as well. Chesson. Chesson, they did this, the loss of that so the home record against non-league sides is not great and as we know in Neil Smith he'll be organised his side will be solid they score goals Michael Cheek go. I mean, he must be in double figures this season now yeah I think that's a potential banana skin for, for Bristol Rovers and Bromley I think they can go there with a little bit of confidence that they'll be well supported not many people expect them to get a result but I think um a fantastic achievement, and we know, we've speaking to Neil Smith, how desperate he is to say, say he's taken the side to the second round of the FA Cup. But I, I think it's a good tie for Bromley, and the Bristol Rovers will be the ones panicking, not Bromley.
0: Yeah, and obviously after all the doom and gloom I heard from my co-host last week, Dover must have gone out. They were 1-0 down as well, so I assume they, they lost down to Weymouth. No, of course they didn't. They hit back and they won. And the excitement on Matt's face about South End at home in round one was something to behold on Monday night. We've already touched on it really uh, there, but... A good battling performance from a much changed overside as well.
1: Yeah, um, Lee Wogan, friend of the show. I, I wondered if after the ba- he's had a bit of a t- sticky patch. I think he probably would admit that the last few weeks. And I thought uh, Yusuf Merson, the goalkeeper they signed, the Turkish uh, guy, former Liverpool Millwall goalkeeper, was given his chance. I don't know if, he's, if he'll play on Saturday, if, if Merson's going to be the cup goalkeeper, as, as clubs do now. And Joe Bedford came in. Joe Pepper, we haven't seen much of him he's only played one and a half games for Dover since he signed about a year ago so he's come in and they did a job um, yeah much change I'm glad to see Paul Rooney who's been injured the majority of the season given a go So uh, uh, and full, um, full play to Andy Hesertal who's changed the side around a bit giving these players a chance and, and that's a good result against Wymouth whatever you thought oh, that was a potential banana skin and, and, that's, and that's a cracking result and Dover as they got the reward against Southend which will Probably South End, we End, to talk about over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm delighted
0: with that draw. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully, we've already discussed as well, hopefully that game will be on the TV cameras. It's a good chance for Dover to uh, to sort of showcase what, what they're all about. And I suppose the performance of those players who came in on Saturday gives Hess something to think about for the weekend.
1: Yeah, Stockport, back-to-back uh, back back home games now, I mean, we've mentioned before, the home form isn't great. Stockport then followed by his old club, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what, what side he picks next week, uh, on Saturday so uh, I think the players are coming back from injury as well yeah interesting yeah interesting yeah he's, he, you know you're doom and gloom after getting tonked 4-0 by Aldershot. well we didn't have a show after that but I'd have been pretty miserable from there but they're a bit upbeat and I'm sure the club are happy as well because they'll be delighted apart from Gillingham probably South Southend maybe the closest side you can probably get I would have thought isn't it? near enough probably mm-hmm. Lake
0: Norwich maybe from there but it's, yeah as draws go the club must be absolutely delighted with that. Well that's a crow flies, yeah, it's very close, but unfortunately yeah, crows yeah. can go over the over the water and uh human beings can't. Uh <laughs> there were FA Cup exits at the weekend though for Dartford, Margate and after a replay on Tuesday night, Welling United. We'll start with Dartford, uh which is where I was on Saturday. Um, against Kingstonian and it was disappointing for the darts really I mean they were 3-0 down inside just over half an hour uh, they never really got going into the game too, too much uh, early on um, but, you know they made quite a bright start but then once the first goal went in it was kind of the, the, the beginning the first goal was really well taken by Kingstonian and then uh, the second goal was an absolute uh, nightmare of basically uh, ricket from New boy Jordan Gibbons, sort of. Although the ball out toward the ball played towards him was intercepted. Uh, Gibbons probably could have reacted better. And then Gibbons conceded a penalty, and it was three 0 and it was pretty much game over. They got one back soon after through Andy Pugh, and got a second back uh, through Darren McQueen in the second half. But uh, for me, Dartford's big problem, and Steve King did go on about this after the game as well, is, is the injuries that they've got, which is really restricting him at the moment because they're unable to, to play the sort of players that they want to play, I suppose. And and McQueen, good player. Pew, good player. A strike pair? No, they're not. That was the problem. They had yeah, two little little guys up front. And the amount of time, you know, they've got good wingers, Dartford. They've got Greenhalgh one side. They've got Wannadio on the other side. The amount of times they had the ball looking to deliver it in the middle and there was no one in there. And if they did stick it in there, there was no one doing the ugly thing and getting their head in there. I suggest that Steve King probably... After Saturday's game, the first thing he's going to want, Matt, is a new striker.
1: Yeah, does the Duff look aside, they, have been pretty well under Tony Berman, did they look a side full of confidence going into the game, or did
0: you think that or King Stadium were quicker out of the traps? I didn't think they looked particularly uh, conf- confident at the start, I mean, he made a few changes, um, did Steve King for the game, I think it was three changes uh, from the side that won Oxford, he's, he's trying to put his own stamp on things, you know, but... Um, it it just uh, it was just frustrating afternoon really because they they you know they could have um, they had it there and, and you know when their their best period of play was when they they made the substitutions a little bit and brought Wabo on I was impressed by him his first touch was to set up the second goal but in the end they stuck um, Josh Hill up front the centre half. And he could hold the ball up, he could flick the ball on and, and it almost transformed. Them. They didn't get a goal, but it's obvious that they need something different just just in attack to, to make something happen for them.
1: Yeah, I think Steve King will, will, will pick his squad very, very carefully there. I'm sure there'll be plenty of changes at for Now they're at the FA Cup, if they got through in the FA Cup, maybe you'd thought oh, it would paper over the cracks where they are. They are 17th, 18th in the National League, so they are there for a reason. So I'm sure from what you said, sharing him, I take it's injured, they've let Cunnington go, so maybe they need a target man, I, I know he likes working with players, he's worked for with before, Danny um, Danny Mills, who's had numerous times, I know he's at Dulwich, and he's banging the goals in there, so it might be difficult to get him out, and he did have a speller with Darfur last season, and I don't think the fans were too impressed with him, so yeah, it's uh, an interesting one, I, I would like to see the side that Steve King, looking into the future, takes on the first of January next year when they've probably got Welling I would have thought how different it is from the side they play Kingstonian but I'm sure there'll be plenty of changes.
0: Yeah exactly. Uh, Margate were beaten at Oxford City uh, a result that obviously displeased the Oxford City board so much they fired their manager uh, after a, a poor run of form and, and by all accounts Matt I don't know uh, what your sources down in Thanet are telling you but um, by all accounts Margate won at the races in the first half but they didn't half have, have a go at it in the second period.
1: Yeah, the guy I worked with, he went to the game. He said they gave a couple of sloppy goals, early doors. Quite close together, weren't they? I think they were 2-0 down after 15 minutes. Um, so that gave him an uphill task on that second half. Gave it a real go, got one back. Had a couple of chances. I think Adele Daniels was close late on. Uh, he said he didn't deserve to win the game, Margate, but the, the, the pressure, what they put on in the second half, was... Um, deserving a little bit of, of a draw and I feel sorry for them because it's been such a long time and about 150 fans there and I think they all went home a little bit disappointed because they didn't get out of the, a bit like Darfur didn't get out of the, um, the traps early dawn maybe against the higher side they were punished a little bit with the extra quality but I'm sure that Margate decent run again but the, club like that you see some certain sides we see go through like Carl Shorten it's take them 20 years Dully's 20 years you know, it's not. It's going to be 18 years since Margate will be in the first round of the FA Cup. A club of that size and the club of that history, it's just too long. So I feel for, feel a bit for the Margate fans.
0: Yeah, and Welling uh, beaten 4-2 at uh, Eastleigh in their replay. Anyone go to Stourbridge anyway? Did they?
1: No, uh, I do like Starbridge. I've mentioned this before. One of my favourite favorite favoured clubs from when they knocked Dover out a couple of years ago in the FA Cup. So um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it wasn't the greatest side. So. Um, welling move on um mixed bag so far this season and it'll be interesting if any of the players that are welling still under steve king last year maybe they'll be moving to dartford
0: oh yeah we shall wait and see on that one as we've already heard there's a full program uh, in the National League uh, both Saturday and Tuesday this week so on Saturday it's top of the table clash at Hayes Lane as Bromley hosts AFC Halifax town it's Dover against Stockport and Ebbsfleet go to Sutton while on Tuesday night Stockport are in the county again and yes I did mean that pun as they face Bromley it's Dover against Eastleigh and destination Chorley for Ebbsfleet, a 478 mile round trip on a Tuesday crackers Still, it's also a good week for Barrow who have Torquay away on Saturday and Dagenham away on Tuesday who on earth has cobbled these fixtures together and I hope Barrow aren't getting the train uh, Barnet also they have a good week Harrogate away Saturday Hartlepool away Tuesday what a fantastic little fixtures that is
1: yeah there is there is you know, you look at Barnet they've played certain sides Bournemouth on a Saturday or something they've played somebody local on a Saturday so really have some sense on this Play the longer games, the northern games on the Saturday. By the not want to go a Harlequin on a Tuesday. It, it, it seems mental, but again, we say this: oh, we, we need somebody from the FA who does fixtures to come on here and explain it all. jokes basically, we crucify them every time without really them giving a, a viewpoint back. But yeah, this just seemed mental to me. I
0: know there are things where te- sometimes clubs are asked if you'd fancy, you know, one of these away trips on on a, on a Tuesday night, and I suppose. You know, for for fleet, let's let's be realistic here. If that game was on a Saturday, how many of their supporters are going to make that journey? Probably the same number who would make it on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, arguably yeah, I, I, I you can put it that. But I have played Aldershot at home, which is not too far down the road, is it? they could have swapped that round for, for Chorley. Yeah, if I've never been to Chorley, but it, it, might, it could be the centre of the universe, but probably not. So it's probably not one that um, some of the supporters want to go to. But yeah, but you think you'd have some sense when you're looking at that. But maybe. Well, again, argument I would say now, anyway, that there's two... games. there's a game in November. Move these sort of games to March and April time, I would have thought. Give the sides a rest in the competition before. The weather could be bad. You know, we've had the travel difficulties. Games could be called off. Why are they playing midweek games in October and November anyway. So, you know, you might have, have cup games, which you're never to be going to have midweek games, but there's no reason for this. Push these ones back, either to earlier in the season when teams are, are playing week in week, or move them to, to at least March and April time.
0: Exactly. Uh, just the one game to concern us in the National League South on Saturday, and until the 90th minute, it looked like it was going to be another great afternoon for Tunbridge Angels, but two late goals from Chelmsford City ruined their day. Uh, the Clarets winning that one by two goals to one. This weekend, Angels are the only one of our four teams on the road as they travel to leaders Wealdstone, while Dartford host Chippenham in Steve King's first league game in charge. It's Maidstone against Billericay in some sort of Harry Wheeler derby, and Welling take on. No, C- they said I
1: asked about that last week, it's to Harry Wheeler derby. go now he's gone, there's no real. Hatred with either side, so yeah. that's just sort of, I'm oh, just pleased to meet you sort
0: of thing. Oh lovely, and uh, Welling take on St. Auburn City in the other game, uh, involving our Kent clubs in the National League South this weekend. Uh, I'd said I'd done good research, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I've lied. Oh dear. The game's Tuesday in that league. Oh
1: right.
0: I don't know, are there? I'm just going to have a look.
1: What league's is? No, no Conference South. South go, there's no Conference South midweek games, no.
0: Uh, and then on Tuesday night it's more Essex action for Maidstone United as they travel to face Braintree while Welling are on the road as well as they take on Slough Town uh, so Maidstone a couple of a couple of games there they might think they've got a chance Matt and you know that it, regardless of how well you think they played especially in the first half on Saturday their confidence has got to be high yeah I
1: think there's two defeats in fourteen in the league um good at home recently I'm beating at hate at home can hay in at- he said to me when he wasn't using explosives, said basically that um, he sides that thinks that John Steele sides or series that he come through always get going second half of the season. So I think all they're hoping to do is maybe stay in the race, stay in the race, and then when it gets to February March time, that's when the sides will kick off and go on unbeaten runs. So I think they're happy how things are going. I think we want to do it so good test for them again here because Ricky, I you know, don't know what you're to get from them. I know they've been taken over by a consortium, but I don't think Tamplin's involved in. And Braintree, who can win 5-0 and lose 6-0 the next. So, um, sorry they got relegated with them. So, yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah I think a good benchmark the next uh, week or so for, Ma- for Maidstone.
0: Let's mix it up a bit then and go into the uh, Isthmian League South East Division, where the big game on Saturday was won by three goals to nil by Seven Oaks Town, who went back to the top of the table after their victory over Ashford United. Goals from Daniel Cumber, veteran Adrian Stone, and Mickey Collins' boy Louis got on the goal sh- uh, on the score sheet as well uh, towards the end, uh, and they were able to leapfrog Hastings, who were held 1-1 by Haywards Heath Town. Uh, great result for Sevenoaks, and uh, they're really moving in the right direction, aren't they?
1: Okay, I, I, I fancied Ashford to, to get a result there, but Seven Oaks doing a great job. Mickey Collins, Adrian Stone, he must have had some clubs on his uh, CV. I've seen him around numerous places. Willing runner up top, physical striker, scoring a couple of goals. He must have played for Ashford in his in his day as well. So a cracking result, and good for Louis Collins. I know he was uh, when we spoke to Mickey before. He's got high hopes for his son. I think it might be his first goal of the season. I think he's had a few injury problems. Um, left Scunthorpe, and uh, maybe that can get him up and running. But Seven Oaks. I wouldn't have picked them, John, but fantastic
0: season they're having. Yeah, and other results on Sat- uh, on Saturday in that division: Cray Valley two, uh, Faversham nil. And we're we'll talking about both those teams very, very shortly. It was East Grinstead nil, Witswell Town three, uh, Hayle Bay three, Guernsey one, uh, Sittingbourne one, High Town nil, and Phoenix Sports were four nil winners uh, at Three Bridges. So they're doing very well at the moment, Phoenix Sports. Uh, but the news has come out. Uh, Just before we came on the show today is that Faversham Town have had a change of manager uh, with joint managers Phil Miles and Danny Chapman leaving the club. They lost 1-0 in the uh, Timpot uh, Nothing Cup last night against Herne Bay. Uh, statement from the uh, chairman of Faversham, Paul Bennett, says we'd like to thank Phil and Danny for the effort they've put in trying to rebuild a team following the difficulties experienced last season. Uh, They came in at a difficult time and I acknowledge it's not been an easy task. Uh, and then tellingly, I don't wish to go into details, but the directors were unhappy with the direction that the club was going in, both on and off the pitch. And it was felt best to address that now while there is still time to rectify it this season. We wish Phil and Danny all the best for the future. And your mate Clive Walker, who has a bit of the hay rettings about him, doesn't he? Uh, he will take charge until the, <laughs> yeah, until the new manager is appointed. I've had, I've, had, I've had issues with Clive before. You know? Before the interviews,
1: I had to sort of say, uh, please do not swear, Clive. So a bit like Davina a call on that so well I thought he retired Clive we spoke to him didn't we a year ago yeah. so, no, he'd had enough now but lost in the system Walker, his, his wife, yeah so where do where the famers go from here they've had about a year's charge I know they didn't go down the contracted rooted players didn't they were looking for youth players Danny Chapman uh, used to of um, contacts at Jills etc as well to bring players in I didn't think they were having that bad a season what, what expectations are but maybe they decided to change at the right time a decent job I'm sure there'll be a a few managers Nick Davis maybe Maybe even Ray Turner will be looking at that as a as a job. We've, just, we've seen some managers lose their jobs at that level. So I'm sure there'll be plenty
0: of applicants. Well, Sam Denny maybe should as well. You never know. But, Denny uh, but as well, yeah, of course. Uh, and if any of those managers are listening, you can email the chairman, chairman at favershamtownfc.co.uk. And they've been lovely, uh, to, delighted to receive some applications for their first team manager role. Uh, the other news, we're going to talk about Cray Valley. Uh, they were in action on Tuesday night. They were uh, taking on Whiteleaf. But the game was abandoned uh, with the Millers 2-1 ahead. Uh, after a nasty injury due to Jack Samutis. Uh a suspected dislocated kneecap uh mm. for the uh the midfield. Decent player, Jack Samutis as well. Um uh, so that game was abandoned. It's likely to be rearranged for for next month. Uh, it was just up coming up to the hour mark when he suffered that injury. Um obviously horrible clear movement. I know when I was watching non league football years ago and it was a lot of
1: bad injuries and the game always continued. Is it a lack of medical facilities at these places you, you, i think more you do find it more I'm, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing but the games are
0: abandoned because of injuries you i think it, i think it is a thing now where you know people are so worried about i kind of hate to say it but where there's a blame there's a claim and, and and if you move someone when they've had an injury like that you you run the risk of of making it worse i know i mean obviously different sport but sam billings when he uh, dislocated his shoulder playing for for kent at the start of the season the cricket season um He, they said to him on the pitch, "We're not going to put this back in because we want a actual expert to do this rather than one of us do it and and risk causing you danger." There was also a game down in Eastbourne called off last night as well. So for a similar reason, someone broke their leg, and I guess you know these days they wait for an ambulance to come and and all that, and they don't like to move players who are hurt, and that's why I think it happens because then you've got forty-five minutes to an hour of someone players all standing around, and it kind of just gets to the stage where you like best. The best thing to do is just try again with the game.
1: Yeah, well, we wish Jack all the rest. yeah. Just one of those things you see it more and more often, and I've never really thought about it that way. And yeah, 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 maybe the the way we live these days, unfortunately, that, that's as you mentioned, where there's a there's a, there's a blame that people are got to be careful. So yeah, we wish we'll Jack all the rest and Cray Valley having a. a a decent
0: season as well, yeah. I mean, it'll be fine because once Brexit happens, we'll be back to doing whatever we want. We can, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um... a little bit of politics there. Thank you yeah. for listening. Uh, what I was going to say as well is, uh, I know that, uh, and I think I've made it pretty clear on this show several times that, uh, the Velocity Trophy is not something I care very much about. Um, but, uh, I just want to flag up one result, uh, from uh, from Tuesday night, it, not not involving Kent team, If it is Chichester City nil, East Grinstead Town 5. Do you think the Chichester players were still celebrating getting through to the FA Cup second round?
1: <laughs> I think maybe from that point of view, they thought that the priorities, when you saw them jumping up and down, um, you know, they're good cup side Chichester, as we clearly see, but um, maybe they thought uh, the Velocity Trophy, which as it got to the point where the... Uh, no, the uh, Victor Maldu Premier League no. sides
0: coming in yet. No, that, that's after the group stage. They're still doing the groups. That No, no so, so, that's so so finished sport. yet. Then. I mean, he's playing. C- oh, don't know. Can't find the league tables. Don't care. Stupid competition. This weekend, uh, there's well, some. Good luck to our Ken sides if they go on a Oh, marvellous! Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Um <laughs> This weekend is the uh, there are the FA Trophy for some games, but there are. Uh, action in the southeast division for our teams uh, it's Burgess Hill Town against Cray Valley Hythe Town at home to Chichester will probably take that one perhaps a little bit more seriously uh, Ramsgate are at home to Whiteleaf uh, it's Three Bridges against Herne Bay and Whitstall Town against VCD Athletic um, so Ramsgate uh, noticed that uh, Johnny Steele their Northern Ireland International has, has left the club this week and, and Jason Lillis is trying to make something happen there
1: yeah, I was talking to somebody um, the other day who cut my hair who used to play for Ramsgate and he said about Jason Lillis he played under Jason Lillis and they'll be organised from that point of view and he, one of his concerns was that Ramsgate did go down the, the route of local players um, a few years ago but they seem to have moved away from that and he knows from the level he played that, for them in the Ryman League that there's a lot of players who are based in Thanet who are going outside of the county or outside of the area to play football and I think I don't know if, if Jason Lillis is going to try and bring some of those players back from that because maybe just a little bit of identity Ramsgate a little bit so you know to be fair I, Johnny Steele came in I, I didn't know much about him and I when I googled him when he played two caps for uh, Northern Ireland I think he had a decent career in America I thought it was, it was a great signing but it hasn't really worked out for them so um, yeah and hopefully Ramsgate can uh, go down that road but Jason Lillis he, he knows what he's doing at this level and he'll bring players in that he, he can trust
0: yeah, exactly. I'm just looking down the fixtures in the FA Trophy uh, this weekend. Uh, it's Barking against Margate. Folks and Victor are at home to Lewis. Uh, Cray Wanderers play Maldon and Tiptree away. Maldon and Tiptree, who are also in the FA Cup first round, will play Leighton Orient. Uh, it's Inform Phoenix Sports against Kings Langley uh, and Sittingbourne. are at Your boys. And Sittingbourne are at home to uh, Tooting and Mitcham. And one thing we don't really talk about, Matt, is is Phoenix Sports, who, you know, mentioned their good win on Saturday. They're through in the FA Trophy. Um, I'm probably going to try and catch up with Harry Harding, actually, who's moved there. But fifth in the league so far, uh, Phoenix Sports. They're they're doing pretty well, aren't they?
1: Yeah. I I think I've been to their ground a long time ago, but I don't really know much about them, as in a club where they're based, etc., like that. And it'd be good to get something from there, but the results have been good. We know Harry Harding's a goal scorer and he went there from that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Where... where is it, is it Way, Beckley Heath.
0: Bexley yeah, it's, Heath, that, yeah, so. it's up that sort of way, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, again, we can't count them as a Kent club, doing very well in the league and hopefully that can continue a bit more, yeah. Let's get Harry Harding on and see what he... What
0: do you think is so always a club, I think, John? Yeah. Um, also, I just want to mention as well, before we move on from this division, uh, obviously, Whiteleaf was the game that was abandoned again. And they still, 23rd of October, have only played four league games after that game was abandoned. That's about the third game they've had abandoned uh, yes. <laughs> this season already. Um, into the... So, when the season started, what, the 18th of August? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah they've August, played four so league games. So, they basically played
1: four games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one
0: game a month in the league. Geez. Yeah. Uh, into oh, well. the East League uh, Premier Division, where Folkestone Victor had a blip on Saturday, beaten two one at home to Bognor Regis Town, but they bounced back with the four one win over East Thurrock on uh, Tuesday night, which is just what the doctor ordered. Uh, Cray Wanderers had a good win on Saturday, three two winners at Lewes, uh, then they were held to a one one draw. Um, by Horsham on Tuesday night that would have been a a good game to go to I reckon as well Uh, and Margate were back in league action their first home game for a month as well and they battled their way to a 2-1 win over Merstam so you know Gate, yeah, they they obviously had the cup disappointment which we've already spoken about but they'll be hoping now they can build on what they did in the cup and, and move up the league table
1: yeah, I think it was quite a big result for them yesterday. You know, they could, you know, got the FA Trophy on Saturday. You don't want to go out of both cup competitions and have a disappointing game in the league. So, yeah, as we know from the Ryman League, now with sides to going out of the cup competitions, hopefully by the beginning of December, we know what the league situation is like. Focus and keep on winning matches. And now it's time for Margot. I don't think Margot league form is that bad. I don't think so. Only a couple of defeats, I think. So, yeah, I think Margot going in the right direction. Yeah, interesting. orders will try and bring some players in now they're at the cup of competition, but I think Margate will be there and thereabouts. Will they have enough to get into the playoffs? We'll have to find
2: out. But a big couple of
0: months for Margate coming up. Yeah, I mean they've got three games in hand on him, Victor. They are a long way behind them. They're seventeen points behind them. But you know, again, it's one of those where they haven't played uh, that that many games, and and they've got. Kind of work to do, I suppose. Uh, that brings us on then to the Southern Counties East League, uh, where there was a there's been a full programme of fixtures this week. Uh, so we, after the Kent Senior uh, Trophy, was the main focus on Saturday. So we'll start by looking at the league games, uh, and there was a big turn up on Monday night. Uh, where Chatham were beaten 3-2 uh, by K-Sports, who, who have certainly turned their form around uh, in the last few weeks. And then on Tuesday night, it was Corinthian 3, Greenwich Borough 0. Irith and Belvedere 0, Irith Town 1 in the Irith Derby. Uh, Glebe were 5-2 winners over Crowborough. Sheppey United came back from an early goal down to beat Beersted by 4 goals to 1, and it was Tunbridge Wells 3, AFC Croydon 1. So, um, some some interesting results there, Matt. Yeah,
1: just a the lead table up on there from this point of view. Again, interesting, I saw him, um, Chatham rested the whole side when they, in, the, in the cup competition at the weekend and lost 7-0 and uh, now they uh, lost in the league. They'll be disappointed with that. I see, Glebe seem to be, now they've got them the old Millwall man as the manager, Jamie Philbrook banging a couple of goals. They seem to be scoring a lot of goals as well. So, Tunbridge Rowles got back on the uh, horse as well after a couple of disappointing results. Yeah, so, uh, interesting times. The lead table, John, does he still think them are going to be the side?
0: Well, I mean, looking at, uh, at how things stand, then yes, you've got to say that they are uh, the, 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 a real threat in this uh, in this competition, because you know that they've had a good start to the season, uh, they're out of all the cups now, and and you know they're just hard to beat. And you know the, the, the lead table, yeah, it's early days and there's still a long way to go, but they're, they're a long way clear, given their games in hand as well.
1: Yeah, big game against Canterbury this weekend because we expect that Canterbury under Clive Cook will be looking forward to to get at the top of the table. That's a it's a good benchmark from that point of view. Beckham beats Lid seven nil. We've been following Lidl, but he wasn't playing our mate last week because they're trying to keep him fit for the for the league uh, games and all the games he's playing as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, again, We do love the scaffold because there is some, so many ups and downs. So, Beckham in the right place at the right moment. But with the, you know, I'm not saying that Scott Lindsay's come in, You know, he'll be desperate to get them out of the league. So, that's a disappointing result on Monday.
0: Yeah, um, there were, in the Kensington Trophy on Saturday, I think the exact number is 76 goals. So I'm going to run down some scores for you. Matt's already mentioned two of the big ones, but it was Irith Town 7, Rudy and VP 0, Lidtown nil, Beckenham Town 7, Kennington 4, Rochester United 1, Wellington 2, Glebe 4, Corinthian 3, Deal Town 1, Kent Football United 1, FC Elmstead 8, Brighton Ropes 3, Sutton Athletic 1, West Wickham 7, Chatham Town 1, Punjab United 1, Greenways 2, Sheppey United 7, Snodland Town 0, Holmesdale 1, SC Thamesmead, four. Beersted, five. Rustle, two. Fisher, two. Lewisham, Borough, nil. And K-Sports, two. Lewisham. Uh, K-Sports two Tunbridge, Wells nil. Goals, goals, goals is all I can say to that.
1: Uh, and, uh, does it show that this competition is not a high priority of our scaffold sides by seeing some of the schools that Some of the schools that Len Goodman, strictly come down since i a big fan, John. Uh, would be impressed with those there. But do you think it's, it's not a high priority?
0: Uh, I would probably suggest that uh, no, that is, uh, is not the case. Uh, incidentally, Snodland, who were beaten 7 0 at Sheppey on Saturday, have uh, parted company with their managers, uh, with their management team. Simon Copley, Ian Varley, and Steve Northwood resigned with immediate effect following three defeats. Uh, and Simon chairman. Simon Copley, his name rings a bell. And Ian Varley as well was involved with Gillingham Ladies for a long time. Uh, But Chairman Dave Jewell said, it's a real shame Simon and the guys have decided to resign, but it must be one quickly. And Aaron McCall and Ashley Stone who've uh, been promoted from the reserves uh, have impressed their short time coming fully deserve the opportunity so uh, we will keep an eye on how they fare uh, in the coming weeks this weekend into the scaffold uh, there will be fixtures of course there will be fixtures uh, on we've got uh, deal town first of all, we've got their fa vars game uh, tonight on on wednesday uh, it's Town against fisher as well uh, on wednesday night and then saturday AFC Croydon against Corinthian, Beerset against Erith and Belvedere, Canterbury City against Beckenham Town, as Matt's already mentioned, Chatham Town against Glebe, which I think is a tasty little fixture, Erith uh, Town against Deal Town, Fisher against Greenwich Borough, Lordswood against Crowborough, Punjab United take on K-Sports, Tunbridge Wells against Hollands and Blair, and Town against Sheppard United. Uh, and in the first division, uh, on Saturday, Croydon against FC Elmstead, Greenways against Snodland, Lidtown against Holmesdale, Rustall against Bryden Ropes, Stansfeld against Ross United and Sutton Athletic against Kennington. Uh, and then on Tuesday night, Glebe meet Fisher in the league and it's Lordswood against Deal Town. Uh, that's pretty much it. and I think that's much better than last week's effort, isn't it? I
1: think the quality was there, John, this week. Um, your quality interview with Kevin Watson, did I say what a quality interview that was? Once or um, twice, yeah. Uh, it was good yes yes good lad I bet so no yes a good show flowed pretty well so um, hopefully the, the sponsor maybe he's, maybe he doesn't want to be associated with us <laughs> so maybe he's going to be back on board Workforce Dimensions of course of course to, to follow on
0: that one yeah. yes. apart from
1: that yeah good stuff John really so okay. what uh, is it I'm uh, well I'm not on the radio on
0: Monday so you can um, enjoy yourself there yes and, Matt has decided uh, on, on Monday night he'd rather go and, and play with wizards than uh, come yeah. and, and, and watch a, a wizard at work yeah. in the studio oh <laughs>
1: Yes, you are comedy.
0: You're on fire today, mate. Thanks, you must mate. have um, swallowed a joke book or something. From that point of view, I suppose you. I you'll get so excited you're going to see your Chelsea boys, aren't you? Well, yeah, playing at five to six kickoff. So uh, I'll be uh, getting ready for that. On. I'm not going. I'm just. Uh, you be watching it from here um but yeah monday night i still haven't actually lined up any guests um so i'm going to be blagging it at some point i'm going to might even wait and see if anything exciting happens over the weekend and try and get someone in on that uh if there's anyone out there who fancies being on, on the show monday night and you've got my number drop me a text uh and we'll see what we can do but i will miss you dearly uh Matthew, Thanks, I must say. Mate, appreciate that. and um because you are excellent as well you are quality you are you are my everything <laughs>
1: yeah we, we are you know it's just mutual appreciation
0: society we need to go back to normality after this it's exactly cool, yeah, soon, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah so th- yeah so I'll find something up uh, obviously big weekend of football this weekend you'll be at the Dover Stockport game and I'd imagine Tuesday night you'll be at the, uh, the Easter yeah, game as well two, yeah two games so, yep, so two
1: games we'd be, um, we would be we could be saying oh the home voodoo's out of his way before the seaside derby or we could be t- thinking, oh, we can't win at home It'd be just to see what Andy hasn't had aside because I wouldn't know how he's going to pick the side this weekend but yeah should be a couple of games Stockport big club in this division to get good crowds. I'd be interesting to see how many they bring as well. So it uh, should be a good game,
0: that one. Yes, and uh, you'll be able to hear all about that on next week's show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as always, at Kent NL Podcast. I am at John Phipps 81 on Twitter. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard, uh, which you just Basically retweet stuff that I tweet out about the show and, and other different pieces. Um, and I don't, um, yeah, I don't tweet that much. i have nothing exciting. We've been through
1: this conversation before. I have nothing exciting to
0: say. Yeah, and and trust me, I, I have an hour, two hours of it every week. So uh, and uh, also you can find us on Facebook. Where we're at Kent Non League, and do always get in touch. We always love to hear from people. Uh, shout out to the Dartford fan as well who came and said hello to me on Saturday. It was just at the wrong time because the show was just starting, uh, so I couldn't really speak too much to him. But it was nice to meet him and. Uh, yeah, Any supporters who want to come and, and, and get in touch with us, please feel free. Our DMs are open on Twitter and we'd always love to hear from you. But for the time being, uh, that is the end of this week's show. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Kevin Watson, who's moving up the nicest men in football list uh, with the two conversations I've had with him this week. And of course, thanks to Matt. Uh, and as always, I've already said it, but we do appreciate it more than you realise. Thank you to everybody for listening and we'll speak to you all next week.
1: There's only two Kevin Watson. Yeah, we at Cray Valley, of course.